0: is, which means not just being in the same room as them, but being focused on them, wanting to be there and to show our love to them by spending our time with them. And as dads, there's often a list, maybe not as long as mums, but a big list of things that can get in the way of us spending time with our kids. It might be sport or work, or it might be friends. Some of us love watching TV, too much TV. Maybe that's me, maybe it's not. Um, It's different for all of us, but many things on that list might be necessary, things that you have to do, and that's okay, but there might be some on there that are unnecessary and are actually getting in the way of you showing up for your kids. The Bible tells us that fathers uh, should not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord So to do this, we need to show up as often as possible, not distracted, but focused, involved and fully present with the time that we have available. The loving father's display in this passage may only have been moments long, but it was bursting at the seams with focused, loving attention. The loving father shows up for his children. Next, we go on in the passage to read the rest of verse 10. It says this, So Jesus comes up out of the water, and he saw the heavens splitting apart and the Holy Spirit descending on him like a dove. So the loving Father gives the gift of the Holy Spirit, comes to Jesus in the person of the Holy Spirit. Jesus has just been washed in the water, and now he's anointed, but not with oil, but with, which is a symbol of the Holy Spirit, but with the Holy Spirit, who descended on him in the form of a dove, which signifies gentleness and peace. Jesus Christ had more authority than any other person who's ever lived, and yet his power and authority was exercised in the form of gentleness and peace. This is how the loving father builds up his son. Not as the world would build up its sons with physical strength to dominate others or aggression to compete or intelligence and wit which seeks to belittle others. When God wants to build up his son, he calls out spiritual fruit, gentleness, and peace. And we get a fuller list of those spiritual fruits to include joy, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. This is the character of Jesus, and God's calling that out. There's a well-reported crisis in masculinity right now and part of the problem is because in an increasingly secular world, people don't have a real model to look at to see what a man should be. As the world turns its back on Jesus, it creates a vacuum and people get confused. What does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to be masculine? and into that vacuum come dark personalities who draw large numbers of followers and present toxic versions of masculinity which they promote for their own gain the rise of violence against women started uh, at the start or sorry, sorry since the start of covid-19 has been called the shadow pandemic as fathers we have the privilege along with our wives of raising the next generation But we have an extra special task in raising sons who will become the next generation of husbands and fathers and shape the community. Whether they show up and show love and speak love and build up and create healthy community or whether they do the opposite to that. So we need men made in the image of Christ. Men filled, we pray, with the Holy Spirit men who will have a positive impact in the community as they seek to serve those around them instead of being served, men who are filled with the authority and power and gentleness and peace of Jesus Christ. We can't give our sons the Holy Spirit, but we can model the fruits of a Spirit-filled life for them. Proverbs 22.6 says, direct your children onto the right path, and when they're older, they will not leave it. A very good place to start with that is how we act in the home as dads, how we treat our wives. Not letting ourselves snap and bicker and be irritated easily, but instead exercising gentleness, peace and patience. Not letting ourselves be slow to respond to a request or to offer help to our wives, but surrendering our selfish nature and our agenda in favor of faithfulness and self-control not letting ourselves as dads get too weighed down by concerns and worries in this world creating heavy weather for everybody in the house but being intentional about bringing joy and kindness into the home Demonstrating the kingdom of God in these ways testifies to the spirit of God within us and it changes the atmosphere for those around us and it creates integrity and it'll have a deeper impact to our on our kids than than the things we probably say to them. So the loving father has shown up for the son he's built up the son in gentleness and peace and now he's going to speak love over Jesus. Verse 11 says and a voice From heaven said, you are my dearly loved son and you bring me great joy. I love how in this God the Father speaking directly to the son here. I always thought it was God saying, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. But this translation and others as well are saying, it's personal from God straight to Jesus. You are my dearly loved son and you bring me great joy. And there's a beautiful glimpse of the intimacy between the father and the son in the presence of the Holy Spirit there. There. The words the Father uses from the Old Testament to put that phrase together come from Psalm 2, verse 7, and Isaiah 42, verse 1. And taken together, those verses show that although Jesus was God's dearly loved son, he was also God's chosen servant. And as God's servant, he would have to suffer and die to carry out God's work The affirmation of the loving father towards the son is not just loving affection, although those words are almost certainly spoken to Jesus lovingly and affectionately and tenderly. But the words also point to and affirm the purpose of the son in the world. But before getting into that purpose and before pointing to that, God wants Jesus to know He is loved because he is loved, because he's loved, just because he's a son. You are my son, and I love you. You're my dearly loved son. My dad was good at this. He was really good at this. There was lots of stuff that he didn't get right, but he was just comfortable telling us as kids that he loved us without any strings attached. And when the road got bumpy for me in my early teens and into my Uh, Sorry, in my late teens and in my early 20s, I was trying to figure out my purpose in the world and I couldn't get a handle on it. And it, it was a tough time and I couldn't really figure out what I was meant to do and how I'd be good at anything. But somehow or another, those words that Dad had spoken over us in those years kept me going. It was enough to keep me going along to know that, well, Dad loves me. I never felt I had to earn his love. And even though I struggled to find what I was good at, and to commit to something at a healthy outlook on finding purpose in life because the words of love my dad had spoken to me having established that in the passage the father points jesus towards purpose saying essentially you so yes having established the fact that she, that the father loves the son and has affirmed the son in his love he next points to the son's purpose And he says, essentially, you bring me great joy as you fulfill your potential and as you become who you were were created to be and fulfill all that you can be. In his book, The Intentional Father, which is all about loving and forming children and helping them discover and step into their purpose in the world, the author John Tyson talks about starting when they're very small, And he says this, we need to have a vision of the day our children will leave our homes and work backward from that day with a plan to help them gain the knowledge, skills, character and experience they need. This will enable them to move into the world as confident and healthy people. There is a crisis these days for men and women who do not know what their purpose in the world is. And without purpose, you lose meaning and you lose joy. And in Christ, we're each given a gift. We're each given something to serve into the world with. And as we come to Christ, he releases us into the world to bring blessing. And that's where our primary purpose is found in exercising the gifts God has given us, whether it's in the workplace or the home, with our friends, in the, in the, in the supermarket, wherever, to bring blessing to people. Right after this amazing display of love by the Father, we're told in verse 12 and 13 that the Spirit then compelled Jesus to go into the wilderness where he was tempted by Satan for 40 days. Something about Jesus' experience in those moments with his dad had put concrete in the foundations. He was the Son of God. He was equipped with all he needed to do his ministry, but God had showed up to affirm, to love, to bless, and strengthen his son. And I think there's a lot we can learn there from what God does and try to bring into our own homes. As we come towards the end, this morning I was struck by a final thing about the passage, which was this. In actual fact, the father didn't really need to do any of this. Jesus, being fully God and fully man, already had all he needed to complete his mission in the world. He was filled with the Spirit from the beginning of his life. We see him preaching with power in the temple whenever he was 12 years old. Jesus was full of power all the days of his life, fully God and fully man. God put on this display of love, not because he needed to, but because he wanted to. Because unlike many earthly fathers, he's not distant and he's not cold, he's present and he's focused and he's enthusiastic. Not only that, but he caused all these events to be recorded and written down so that they could echo down the generations for us to be encouraged and to see the Father's heart for the world. And we see the intimacy between the Son, the love between the Father and the Son. How much greater is the love of the Father who lets the Son go all the way to the cross, to offer his Son as a sacrifice, to bring many sons and daughters home, Just as we've sung, the father turns his face away and the son says, my God, why have you forsaken me? This beautiful, close relationship is split apart so that we can step into it. To do that, all we have to do is believe him, believe he was the son of God, believe this happened, believe he died on the cross, believe he was raised and accept him as Lord. John 1 12 says, but to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. And the Bible says there's more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who are righteous and have never strayed away. So I want to say, dads, enjoy your day. Remember to show up for your children, build up your children in peace and gentleness, speak love over your children no matter what age they are. If you're a dad today that feels that um, you're a bit older and your kids are grown up and maybe things haven't turned out exactly as you'd hoped and things are not as you would like them to be, remember that God is enthusiastic about your family. He loves your family. He has moved heaven and earth to bring your family back to himself. So continue to pray. Don't give up because God the Father may yet bring your prodigals home. He loves our families. He loves our children with a deeper love than we can ever imagine. Maybe today you feel let down by your father and so it's hard to imagine God as a loving father. I want to encourage you today, God is love. If you turn to him, reach out to him and say, Abba, Father, he'll never not show up for you. He'll always build you up. And he'll sing a song of love over you all your days. If we come to Jesus and accept the gift that he's offered to us and remember that we do have to accept it, otherwise it remains unwrapped. But if we receive that gift from the Lord, the spirit will descend on us just as we see here and remain in us, bringing forward fruit in our lives that never goes off and that can echo down the generations, bringing blessing to our families. And God will say to you in Christ, you are my dearly loved son or daughter, and you bring me great joy. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that in Christ you've given us the opportunity to become sons and daughters of God, and more than that, to become princes and princesses, sons and daughters of the king. Jesus, you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We thank you that you emptied yourself and took up the place of a servant, Lord, to make this possible for us, to be separated from your loving Father, to allow us to step in and be filled with that love. Holy Spirit, we ask you to fill us afresh. Give us eyes to see Jesus as Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you are the perfect Father. In Jesus' name, amen.